Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, July 31st. Thank you guys for tuning in. We want to remind everyone that if you have a comment or a question for tonight's guest or for us, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. I see that our guest is on the line, but first I'm going to turn it over to Denise really quickly. Good evening, good evening, and thank you guys once again for joining us tonight. Um, I will be out on Twitter. I know I said last week I was going to be out there, but I had issues getting on. So I will be out on Twitter tonight tweeting. So if you want to follow along with the conversation, you can join us by tweeting with the hashtag BeautyTalk. Again, you can join us by tweeting with the hashtag BeautyTalk, and you can follow us. We're at Beauty underscore Talk. Again, that's at Beauty underscore Talk. All right, so we're going to forego any beauty news so we can just jump right in on the conversation. Let's see. Tonight we are speaking with commercial portrait and lifestyle photographer Doc Savage. I'm going to bring Doc on the line right now. Hey, Doc. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, we can hear you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm honored to be a guest on your show. Uh, God Bless everyone listening in. All right. Well, we're happy to just jump straight in. Definitely. We're going to jump straight in on the conversation. Uh, Why don't you just introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about how you got started in photography. Okay, awesome. So, uh, hello, everyone. My name is Doc Savage of Doc Savage Photography. Um, I'm a professional photographer. I've uh, been a professional photographer since uh, 2010, and I've been a full-time photographer going on six years. I got into photography back in 2010 through my best friend, David Cornelius of Shoeshine Media. He's a videographer. I used to do a lot of behind-the-scenes um, work for him in regards to photography, and he encouraged me uh, to take it up as a profession, which led me to my friend, uh, a former mentor, uh, Veronica Dennis of True Moment Images, who really sat me down and just taught me the science and the business of photography. Um, so I've been in it since then. Let nice. me stop you right and, there, Doc, because I, I already have okay. a question for him right here. 
So you said you've been a professional <laughs> photographer for 12 years and then yes, um, full-time for six years. So that right there is a mouthful because just, just knowing for Janice and I coming from having an accounting background and being, you know, accountants mm -hmm. for like 12 years mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then stepping into the whole um, beauty game. So mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about that whole our journey because you've been professional for 12 years, but sometimes just because you're a professional, it doesn't mean you're necessarily doing it full time. So you've only right. been doing full time six years. So what was that journey like from starting your career to getting to the point of getting, you know, of where you're, of where you're doing it every day? Wow. And, I, and please forgive me. I've been, a, I've been full time since 2015. My, my bad. I, I, I outdated myself. But the the, the uh, transition has been a journey, and it's an ongoing journey. Um, I'm still learning something new every day, but it was really hard when I took the uh, leap of faith um, in 2015 to say I'm just going to do it full time. You know, I put my I put my faith in God and say, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm tired of working for uh, corporations. I'm getting tired of uh, hitting glass ceilings and management, retail management, business management, or what have you. And I just wanted to uh, pull the reins of my own horse and just ride my own journey in business. So it was a lot of um, trial and error. It's still a lot of trial of, trial and error, but it took me, I say, from 2010 to, what's this, 2022, it took me into two, so I'm going to say, 2018, 2019 is when I started seeing over the threshold where I could say, oh, I can see profits now. Oh, I can make uh, decisions to buy, um, say, quote, unquote, expensive equipment. You know, I don't have to penny pinch. I still penny pinch, but I can make uh, sound decisions now um, with the profits rolling in. You understand what I'm saying? Because you know how they say it takes 10 years to see success. Oh, it took me a whole 10, 11 years to really say I'm doing this for real. Oh, wow. Why yeah, is so that? Because, Do you know? Well, well, I, I tell you, it's, it, it takes a, you know, you go through the things of, because uh, we are, we're, we're all creators. We're all creators. And we, we deal with envy. Um, we see, we see people, that's excelling and like, man, why is he or she, uh, you know, on another level than us, but they may not have the skill set or why aren't my skills as good as the, that person and they're making a whole lot of money, but they don't have the people skills. You understand what I'm saying? So I have the people skills. I'm a salesman. I'm yeah. a, I know how to run. I'm a, I've been in business management. I know how to uh, attract people. Um, but, you know, my skills wasn't paying the bills. So it took time for me to just learn the craft, learn the business, uh, learn how to set my rates and uh, not being afraid to raise my rates every other year. Sometimes I've raised right. my rates. I've raised mm -hmm. my rates. Like, and, and this last year alone, I, I say in this last year alone, I've raised my rates three times. I've raised my rates three times. Wow. Oh, wow. The value and the worth of my skill set, my time, the business, my family, so I said I had to raise my rates to accommodate my lifestyle. And I'm not talking about my lifestyle. You, you buy lavish cars because you guys both know I right. drive a Honda. 
But you guys also know that, you know, I care about my family. So I, I take care of my family right. from what right. I do from behind the lens, right? And also mm-hmm. I found my niche in uh, portrait, headshot, photography. And then I think it was my friend, uh, who, was, who was that? Uh, my guy in Atlanta, it's, 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 he had said, hey, man, I think you should get into branded photography. And I didn't, I really didn't. Uh, I said, man, I don't know. That's a whole lot of work. He said, bro, if you do branded photography, you can knock out four or five headshots in one session, right? So he said, mm. I, I talked to him, and he would check up on me. And please forgive me for uh, his name slipping my mind, but I really, you know, just took a turn for, for, uh, for the positive side and branded. And then my friend uh, Chris McNish, who is great in business, this dude was like, yo, doc. You have to itemize everything in order for you to make your money. Whether you're doing a portrait photography, it doesn't matter what genre you're in, you should itemize it. That guy is so anal. He knows how to do that. So I took a little bit of his science <laughs> and applied it to my um, to my mix, and, you know, here I am. You understand what I'm saying? So I have, you know, rates for my headshots. I have rates for portraits, because portraits and headshots are different. I have rates for that. I have rates for my lifestyle. So I have different compartments, right? And I have to make sure mm-hmm. that not only is my time value, you understand? I got to make sure my client's time is value, you know, because if they're paying me an X amount of money, I got to give them 150%. Right. I don't want them to forget the money they spent with me, um, but uh, I want them to more enjoy the experience. You understand what I'm saying? The quality that I gave them, the experience that I gave them in that hour or that two hours or that five hours, if I'm dealing with a branded session, I want to give them that experience from start to finish. Gotcha. Right. And and for some people, and this really, what you're talking about now really could apply to any, it could apply to hair, it could apply to makeup, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're nail, you know, nail tech, I mean, a barber, all of what you're saying can apply to all of those professions, all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes down to, like, valuing your work. Mm-hmm. And I think I really wanted people to hear your journey because uh, people will look at people on social media and think, oh, my gosh. You know, oh, this dude man. is really doing it, and maybe you are really doing oh, it, man. but they don't know the yeah. work that you put in to get to where you are. And so people need to hear that it doesn't happen overnight. You don't buy a camera, yeah. learn how to use it, and say you're a professional, and boom, you're getting all top clients right away. It doesn't and, happen like And let that. me tell you something. And let me tell you something. On this journey, uh, I'm going to get dirty. So I'm, I'm going to tell you, because I, I told you and your sister when we met um, that, Man, I've been homeless, right? I went through my when I went through a divorce in 2011. I was homeless in 2012. Mind you, I'm a professional photographer. Nowhere at the level I'm at now, but I had this dream that I was working on. I was homeless for like uh, 30 to 45 days. Um, uh, went through some went through a, a breakup in 2016. Uh, borrowing equipment, renting equipment. My friend Chad Campbell, uh, you know, one of my favorite pieces, my favorite lens is a 70 to 200 Canon lens. And my man Chad, I was just telling him this. I said, dude, I will never forget what you 
dumb for me because he will let me borrow his lens for months at a time. It could be two months. It could be three months. It could be six months. And sometimes I would give him money just to, you know, because if I would pay Lens Rental, all right, which is a great company to right. get your equipment from, I would give him money. He would never ask me for it. So on my journey, there would be people that helped me uh, to get to where I am because you are not successful by yourself. You may fail on no. your own, but you're never successful by yourself, right? So, like, uh, start with Jason Cornelius, then Veronica Dennis, my man Chad allowed me to borrow equipment, my man Chris McNish, uh, Sweet Gap Photography, uh, giving me gems to do, uh, bless me with a tremendous situation, bless me with a camera, bless me with jewels to uh, to take my business to the next level. Uh, there are people that, man, it's, it's so many people that helped me when I was on my back. That was help, that, that help, that, there's so many people that's helping me now as I stand on my feet. Like, just people just giving me opportunities. You understand what I'm saying? So, that, like, even this moment right here is Blog Talk Radio, you know, you guys calling me and say, hey, we want to interview you. That's an opportunity for somebody that either needs to be inspired or somebody I may need to be connected to. I don't know who's listening to this interview. You understand what I'm saying? So right. everything right. is a everything is a blessing, and every you know for every seed that we plant, something is going to sprout uh, later on. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, another another thing I want to say, man. So I. I now, I'll just wait for y'all to ask the questions, man. Just, just, just ask your questions and I'll answer. No, go ahead. Yeah. That, no, okay. say what you so need to say. I wanna, <laughs> to, to everybody that's listening, man, uh, whether you're a photographer, a makeup artist, whatever you are, if you're a creator and you're running your own business, don't ever be afraid of the competition. You need the competition. Mm. However, do not compete with them. Compete with yourself. The reason why I say you need the competition because you sometimes you need something to look at that's going to inspire you. Allow the competition to be your inspiration. Allow the competition to be your inspiration. Don't be envious of the competition, right? Don't be envious of what's out there because the pot is big enough for everyone to eat, right? So if a, if a person in your field is doing something way cheaper than you, don't you bow down and break your price for no one. Don't you bow down. Right. Don't you bow down and do that because all you're going to do is hurt yourself um, at the end of the day. Don't do things. And here's another thing I'm going to tell you all. And I'm pretty sure this question is going to come, up, come along because the Tanel sisters are uh, veterans in the game. Um, don't do anything for exposure. When someone tells you, hey, uh, can you come and give me a lineup, or can you come and take this portrait, or can you go do this makeup, or can you come design this clothes? Don't do none of that for exposure. If you're going to do it for exposure, make sure it's really, really limited in quantity. Give them the quality, or make sure it's limited in quality. I mean, in quantity. Because if you give them too much, they'll never come back. They'll just use somebody else. That goes for the people that's doing these fake reality TV, small reality TV, big reality TV. I don't care. All those creators behind the scenes are getting paid, right, getting paid something. But the Mm -hmm. real people are making a salary, right? They're making a salary amongst themselves. I have a salary that I want to make every day 
and I have an annual. I have a daily salary, monthly salary that's going to lead to an uh, annual salary. There's people that's behind the scenes, and you can tell the people that are, that are working for free, and you can tell the people that's working for a fee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell the people that's working for free, and you can tell the people that's working for a fee. Straight like that. I mean, seriously, because these people have, you know, the people that's working for free, some of them know they work, and some of them don't know they work. Right? They're like, oh, man, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping. Nah, brother, make it happen. Damn the hope. Make it happen. God already put you in a position. Make it happen. It needs to be doing for free. Work that wrong. Work that wrong. If you work the wrong, God's going to open more doors for you. Trust me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, I want to turn the conversation a little bit over to makeup. Now, I know you work. Okay. Um, I know you work with, um, you know, a lot of makeup artists. Um, you mm-hmm. know, during your different shoots, and I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what you see from makeup artists and what it is that you think makeup artists should be doing and shouldn't be doing when having a photo shoot. And I'll just kind of start it off a little bit. I know for me, and I'm speaking to makeup artists and models, um, I know for me, I I do not like to see the lashes that some makeup artists use on models. And sometimes, and I don't like to see sometimes the lashes that models come to the shoot with. Um, I feel like it's a distraction. You can have a really somebody who's really great at modeling, and I feel like when I look back at all of those photos, the only thing I see is those huge, humongous lashes. Like mm-hmm. that is one of the things that is really a distraction for me when um, at photo shoots um, when when the models come already with lashes, and then sometimes when makeup artists use too big of a lash. It's like, you know, what do you do for that in editing? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, you know, what do you guys think about that? Well, um, for me, uh, like I told you yesterday, it starts off with communication, and I had to learn that the hard way, right? I have my um, few share of makeup artists that I started with, but I have makeup artists that I've been consistent with in the last few years. Uh, shout out to um, my girl, Tremelody Frazier, Vivid Bell, uh, L'Oreal Pride of uh, LPJ, the beauty brand. She has so many brands for L'Oreal Pride Jones. I mean, L'Oreal Jones Pride, excuse me, and my girl, Janice. Those are the three people that I've been consistent with these past few years. And shout out to my girl, Sayo. Sayo, she's a new one that I just got with um, in the last couple of weeks. She's dope as well. But let's talk in the beginning. So what I learned is I have to communicate with the makeup artist, right? So because some makeup artists, I'll say, hey, yeah, tell me you booked with Doc Savage. You're doing a headshot. And you need this type of makeup, boom, 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 right? This was years ago, right? So they'll come back to the studio. Oh, my God, it'd be, they'll have glitter on their face or their lashes be looking like curtains on their jaws and uh, 
you know, look like they got bat wings on their eyelids, and it's just all in a disarray. And I'm like, wow, this she doesn't look like a lawyer. She looks like she's about to go run, you know, take a trip on a runway, you know what I'm saying, in a fashion spread or something, you know. So I, it all starts with communication. So when I talk to my makeup artist now, um, if I tell them, hey, I got a headshot, uh, I have a headshot client coming to you, this is what she does for a living. So they know how to um, apply the makeup to match that profession, right? Now, if I'm, you know, and I communicate that to them, uh, you know, I communicate it so well where they can't make a mistake. They shouldn't make a mistake. But they also know that if a client comes to them and says, hey, I want these lashes, boom, 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 these, I don't know what the lashes they call, but if they want these huge lashes, the makeup artists that I deal with, they know how to communicate to the client and say, hey, this is not that type of session. This is not going to work mm-hmm. on your business card. This is not going to work because if you're uh, putting this picture on your LinkedIn, your consumer, your colleagues, your business partners, they have to see your eyes. They need to see your eyes. You can't be on LinkedIn yeah. with big old lashes on your face. And even when you're, uh, let's say if you're a model and you're uh, doing a, uh, a comp card, when you're doing a comp card and you're, you're sending it off to these agencies, the agencies, the one, the one thing they say, either little to light makeup. You guys work with um, actors and actresses every day. It's little to light makeup on their headshots. Little to light makeup. You don't see no headshots in professional in the professional side of things. No headshots of actors and actresses with big old lashes on their face. It's either little to no makeup because they have to see the real you. But all of that mm-hmm. prevent the um, to prevent disaster. You have to communicate up front. And sometimes some things slip through the cracks, but you have to communicate up front, right? Now, say, let's say, for instance, if it slips, through, if a um, client slips through the cracks, right, and they come in with these big old lashes, the first thing I'm going to tell them, I say, hey, uh, ma'am, either you're going to open your eyes super big on this, uh, on this session, or it's going to be extremely difficult to edit and post. I've even had a client come in one time with some lashes. I flipped through the crack, and I had them take it off in the bathroom. I mean, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest because it, it didn't fit because when we took the picture and I showed it, so she said, oh, I don't like the way my face looks. I said, ma'am, I advise you to go take your lashes off so, you know, we can finish your session because if you don't, you're going to look weird when you post these, put these images on, I think she was doing something for a portfolio, for a business portfolio, and it's mm-hmm. not going to work. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people, we have to educate the people. So like, say for instance, you have to communicate with your makeup artist, and the makeup artist has to educate their clients because all that does is going to make, it's going to uh, increase your value, right, or give you more weight to your, your value because that client is going to come back to that makeup artist. She's like, yeah, I, I came to him or her, right, because there are male makeup artists out there, too, that are, that are super dope. Him or her, and they educated me, they consulted me, and made sure I looked right for the job I was going to, or they made sure I looked right for my photo session. Right. Right. You're right. It's, it's all about communicating and, you know, mm-hmm. having the opportunity to 
to talk to your makeup artist um, and the client before the shoot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, but there's, but there's, and I, I mentioned that because there are always um, models who, when they know that they're going to be going to do a shoot, for instance, like if you're, if, if you're just calling somebody for a test shoot um, mm-hmm. or something, they always want to run out. Everyone wants to run out and go get their nails done and go get their, their lashes done, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you, and then you always mm-hmm. see these crazy lashes mm-hmm. every time. Right. And, 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 and see, when you see something like that, it, it, once again, it goes back to communicating and educating uh, the client, you know, or the model, right? And, you know, you got to ask. That's why consulting is important, right? Uh, because it, that falls on me when I consult to a client, right, uh, a model or a business owner, et cetera, et cetera. Like, okay, so I consult to them, and I'm getting their needs, and, you know, where I'm coming up with a game plan, coming up with a vision board, um, and I communicate that with to my makeup artist, and I send them a picture. Uh, nine times out of ten, I don't send them a picture, but I communicate all this stuff. So when they come to, when they get ready to go to the makeup artist, the makeup artist is already set. Now, if I don't communicate anything to that client or consult them, I'm setting myself up for failure because they may come back with these long lashes, faces, or not. You know, I don't necessarily deal with nails, but um. And they said they'll deal with nails, but now I never had anyone come in with terrible nails. But I've had clients come in with terrible lashes and terrible makeup, or the makeup just didn't fit. You know, the, the purpose of the photo session. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, and they look crazy. So mm-hmm. I, I I consult my clients on that, man, and I consult them on their hair as well. You know, or I'm like, okay, I always ask them, so what? What's your hairstyle like now? Oh, I may have braids. Can I see a picture of it? Yeah. So I may tell them, okay. You know, maybe you want to put this on a ponytail, or maybe you're styling in a way we can, we can wear it on your shoulders or pull it in the back because you want every outfit has its own personality, right? Every outfit has its own personality, but it's going to fit the purpose of that photo session. Right, and that's and that's the um, and that's the objective of it all is that everything fits that particular styled photo session. Mhm. Uh-huh. Mhm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that's important um that you said that because like you and I were talking before, um you know, makeup artists have to know the makeup styles for different situations. You know, if you're doing something yes, corporate and like you said, you may take your you may take your headshot and put it on LinkedIn. You know, you have to know uh-huh. what the appropriate makeup is for that. You know, if this is just a uh-huh. if, or you're just taking some lifestyle photos, let's say you're a blogger or something and you're taking lifestyle mm-hmm. photos, then anything kind of goes. And, you know, you might want to be posting your pictures on Instagram. Then that's fine, you know, but mm-hmm. it's not appropriate for a corporate headshot. And I, I had right. also equated that to, like, what we, I had also equated that to, like, what we do in film and television. You know, um, we create characters in film and TV. So, you know, if you're an attorney, you have to look like one. You know, if you're a cheerleader, you have to look like one. If you, you know, are whatever your character is, you have to look like that character. So that, therefore, the makeup 
may change. Every actor is not going to have the same style makeup. Somebody's going to be different based on who they're playing. And it's the same thing with photo shoots. You have to know that, you know, corporate headshots are corporate headshots, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's mm-hmm. different because, um, like you said, people have to see what you look like. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's, that is so what correct. Are, what have they have to see what you look challenges. like. What have been some challenges that you've faced uh, working with makeup artists? Have there been any? There, man, I've been blessed, to be honest with you, uh, these past few years, um, yeah, with the, the makeup artists that I mentioned earlier, uh, they're pretty, they're pretty amazing at what they do. But outside of them, the challenges I've had is complexion. One, makeup artists don't mm. use the right makeup to match the complexion of their client. Sometimes, like if you got a chocolate skin, a chocolate skin woman, sometimes some makeup artists don't know how to enhance what they already have. All you're doing is making mm-hmm. minor enhancements, right? So, I mean, and you mm-hmm. ladies work in the industry, so, like, you're just making minor enhancements. You're contouring. You're dodging it. Well, we call it dodging and burning and uh, editing and Photoshop and, you know, uh, uh, you know, in our game. But, you know, the highlights are good, you know, it's not too, you know, you're not making them darker, you're not making them too much lighter. All you're doing is enhancing what they already have, right? I was talking to gotcha. my uh, my girl, mm-hmm. Tremelody, uh, Vivid Bell. Vivid Bell, uh, Tremelody was, we, we had a long conversation about that when I was doing her branding shoot a few months ago. And, you know, the complexion matters. You have to, because you have a lot of women that love themselves, and the worst thing you can do is make a woman not look like themselves. You understand what I'm saying? So, right. like, even when, yes. with my editing, I don't, I don't do no plastic editing. I can't stand doing plastic editing. But what I'm going to do is enhance what you already have. Yeah, I may smooth your skin a tad bit. None of my stuff is 100% opacity in Photoshop, right? After I, I, after I do mm-hmm. some corrections in Lightroom, I uploaded to Photoshop, none of my stuff, all my actions are, are at 100% opacity. I keep everything between a 50 to 75% opacity because I want my clients to look like themselves with minor enhancements. That's one thing that my clients, mm-hmm. whether it's my uh beautiful African-American women or my beautiful Caucasian women, uh, they look like themselves. Even the brothers, when, when the brothers, the black, my black brothers, my white brothers, they come to, you know, they come to me and it's like, Doc, man, this looks amazing, man. My skin looks great, blah, blah, blah. But they look like themselves. You can see the, yeah. the, the pores. You can see where, uh, uh, you, can, you, you can see the very, the minor, minor details in their faces. All I did was make a minor. All I did, I feel like this. If a makeup artist is worth their salt, all a photographer does, needs to do is just add 5 to 10%. Zero to 10%. That's it. Zero to 10%. Zero to 10%. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like the, the makeup artists I work with, zero to 10%. Zero to ten percent because mm-hmm. you, you you do not want to take away from the work 
I shouldn't have to take away from the work that the make that, that the makeup artist did to your face. Right. I shouldn't. Right. I shouldn't have to do all this extra dodging and burning and contouring and Photoshop. Right. I shouldn't have to do that. Right. I want to see that face. I can look at a person's face like, oh. I already know what I'm going to do. Because as I'm shooting you, I'm already editing in my mind. I already know what I'm going to do when I get home. I already mm-hmm. know that. But if I get a client that comes in, in, in my studio or if I'm doing a photo shoot for them and the sun hits them, oh, that's it. If the sun hits them, there shouldn't be a change. If the studio lights hit them, there shouldn't be a change. It should look the same indoor and outdoor. The only thing you're going to see outdoor as if the client sweats a little bit. But that's why you get you can damp them up a little bit, right? You can damp them up a little bit. Gotcha. But there shouldn't be a change. And when I get in post, all I should have to do is zero to 10%. That's it. Zero to 10%. You shouldn't have to redo, restructure a client's okay. face in Photoshop if the makeup is applied correctly. So have you, you ever had a situation where – I'm sorry. Go ahead, ma'am. Have you ever had a have you ever had a situation where you had a makeup artist like you said they didn't get the complexion right and you you went on ahead and you shot it and then you you had to struggle with it in Photoshop? Oh yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that taught that taught you to yeah. communicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had That's to do that a few times and I'm like, oh lord, you know. And I I mean I even had a client one time. Uh, call me with tears to thank me for uh, fixing their face in um, at Photoshop because they mm-hmm. did not they were not happy with their makeup when they came to um, the studio they were not happy um, now I didn't hire the makeup artist it was a makeup artist that they hired on their own you understand what I'm saying because one thing mm-hmm. I don't do I make suggestions right I may I may suggest the one the first thing I ask my client is say hey do you have a makeup artist yeah, I have a makeup artist that I freak with. Blah blah. Okay, cool. Uh, but if you don't want to use them, here's who I use, right? And they look them up on a uh, they look them up on their Instagram pages or their website. Oh, you got some great makeup artists, but I'm a I'm a stick with mine. All right, cool, because they're comfortable with them. But here's the thing: one thing mm-hmm. about photography, the camera and the lights will expose you, right? Mm-hmm. The camera and those lights yeah. will expose you. Right. It will expose you because um, my man, I have to say his name again, my man Chris McNish, who taught me how to, uh, I'm known for uh, sharp images, but he taught me how to make my images sharper and with the lighting techniques and um, using ISO and things of that nature. Um, you, If you use the right ISO and that image is super sharp, it will expose everything in that client's face. Right, and then, so if it's going to expose everything in the client's face, what, is, what else is it going to do? It's, it's, it's going to expose if that makeup is good or bad. Mhm, mhm. Right. So when the, when a client um, looked at her proof, and I was kind of, uh, I was kind of, you know, afraid to send her the proof. I started just to edit the two images for her from her headshot, and just send it to her. I said, No, nah, I'm not going to go against my policy. I'm going to send her the proof so she can make a selection. So I sent her the best images to choose from. It was like five or six images to choose from. She chose her two images. I edited those images, sent it to her. She called me back crying because she was happy that I fixed her face because she knew her makeup wasn't right. 
Mm. And then she told me she would go with wow. Monica, the makeup artist I, I recommend the next time. You understand? Because yeah. some, some some makeup artists do a rush job. Not saying that you got to spend eight hours on a, on a client's face, but take your time to deliver that quality. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you, you want to make a party. Sorry, I was just gonna say it's good to go. It's good to go with makeup artists who um, who actually done it before. Sometimes, as a client, you need to research. Um, you know who's out there. You can't just get somebody that says that they're a makeup artist. Because there are a lot of people who say that they're makeup artists, but if they don't do makeup for everything, so it's important that you get somebody who who's actually done it before. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, trust me, I've. I, I preach that all the time. You have to research your, your um you have to research research the person you're you're about to deal with, right? Uh to see their work and I'm not just saying uh research their first you know, you should be able to know if they can do it in the first five images, but research their website. See how well it's put together. Uh see what type of person they are. You understand what I'm saying? See if they're intentional or uh, making you feel like you're the only one in the world at that moment. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, you know, because some makeup artists, they're distracted when they're doing makeup, right? You, I've, Man, trust me, you know, because these clients talk. They come back to the studio and be like, this, that, and the third. They was, uh, they was junking and jiving or drinking and talking on the phone. They was dancing to somebody that's doing my makeup. Oh, no. Well, you should have did some research on that before you, before you went to them. You <laughs> so, um, but you, 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 you want to do your research, um, even in photography. If a client, I, you know, I can tell when a client is uh, price shopping. I can tell when they're price shopping. And I never discourage them to do so, right, because I'm not dropping my price for anyone, right? So um, I say, yeah, go ahead and price shop, but also, you know, check the quality of, of their work, you know, because people say, I just want, you know, somebody to set up for five minutes. Oh, well, even if I set up for five minutes, this is what you're going to pay. This is what you're mm-hmm. going to pay even if I set up for five minutes. This is going to take me more than five minutes to set up, even if we're doing a natural light shot. It takes me more than five minutes to set up, you know, because I have to survey the area. I have to do a whole lot of stuff. But I said, go ahead and price shop. Go ahead and check out the quality. Go ahead and check out the consistency. You know, see, even go look at their old stuff and see the progression. See their progression. See their progression. You can check my progression. Sometimes I leave old images on Instagram so you can see how I progress over the years. Because I'm learning mm-hmm. every day. I'm learning every day. I, mm-hmm. I look at my, there are, oh, man, there are about at least, 30 photographers that I study every day, and I look at their progression. I'm like, wow, I want to get there. 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 And I want people to see my progression. So when you're researching makeup artists, hairstylists, or whatever, just look at their their progression and their consistency. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how important it is to, because now that we've talked about some of the issues that you've seen, um, you said you have, like, a certain number of makeup artists that you work with that are really dope that you like to use all the time. You know with, when you refer them, um, your clients are getting somebody that's great. 
and and they're not going to have to worry about what they look like in their pictures. Um, so talk a little bit about the importance of building a great team. If you have a great, you know, like you have a great makeup artist, a great hairstylist, somebody who works with the clothing, talk a little bit about how important it is to build a great team around you as a photographer. Oh, it's very important to build, to have a great team because photographers, all we want to do is create at the end of the day. You know, we hate dealing with business, but if we didn't deal with business, we wouldn't make any money, right? So, but uh, in, in a perfect world, a photographer, all we want to do is create. So if you have a great team, you can stay in your lane, right? So if, uh, the photographer, I mean, excuse me, the makeup artist that I have, when I send them, send a client to them, I know what I'm going to get when they come back because I've already communicated what I needed from them for this particular client. You understand what I'm saying? So having a, a great team is, is, is cost-effective. You know, it, you know, you cut your worries down to a minimum. It cuts out all the stress that you don't need. But having a great team is essential uh, for your success, man. So um, hiring assistants when you need them. Uh, Shout-out to my man, Darian Bryant. Um, hiring or hiring uh, no professionals on your squad when you can, like my man Chad Campbell. Just just having you know a team uh, that would just minimize the stress can help you take your business to the next level. Nice, nice. So you mentioned um, you were mentioning. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say he, Doc. You were mentioning earlier. Um, you were talking about like outside, um, and then in, you had mentioned something about outside and then inside um, with your. Uh, I don't know if you were talking about exposure, but can you can you talk to makeup artists and, and basically um, tell them what they have to look out for? When working in different lighting scenarios um, with a photographer, like when you're out in natural light or if you're inside with studio flash, like can you speak to makeup artists and tell them what they need to look out for? What they need to look out for? Oh, um, just making sure that you're applying quality makeup that can trans that you're a, where a client can, uh, let's say, for instance, I kind of break this down. The makeup that you're using, make sure – that it's it looks good in natural that that it looks good in natural light and studio light, right? So mm-hmm. I've been in a situation where once and it's only happened a few times. But like I said, I worked with some dope I worked with some dope makeup artists. So um, I remember one time where the, everything in the studio was looking great. The makeup was you know I thought it was applied well. As soon as we hit them outdoors and we were outdoors, maybe. 15 minutes, the makeup started to crack. Like it started to crease. Right? So, like, I don't mm-hmm. know what, I don't, I'm not a makeup artist, so I don't know the, you know, the, all I know is quality. So, it, I'm like, it, it, it frustrated me. I said, oh my God, this woman's, every time she smiled, you know, the, the makeup would crack. It was cracking under the sun. And we were in the shade. We were in the shade. Why is your face cracking? You understand? So I said we were just in the studio. Everything was okay. But I think it was something about that temperature when it hit uh, 
when that sunlight hits our face and that temperature got to it, it started cracking. But I don't have that problem with makeup artists that use quality makeup. You understand what I'm saying? Quality powder or what have you to apply to that client's face. So it, it, so it, it should look good indoors and outdoors. And, you know, you should look for where the uh, faces is a little bit too shiny. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it's too shiny or looking for the, where the face cracks or making sure, like I said, just making sure you're using the right, the right solutions or I don't, and please forgive me, makeup artist. I'm just calling it makeup. You know, please forgive me. Um, I don't know the right. proper think, terms. But I make, think what you're, make sure that you I have think, the right. I'm sorry. No, I was saying, I think what you're trying to say is, is not whether it's, quality makeup it's more so like you were just saying the right formula so knowing that okay if yeah, i apply formula, this makeup to to the face it's going to work inside and outside now we already know that if you go outside in the sunlight we already know the effects that that could possibly have on someone's makeup um so mm-hmm. i think it's, it's mainly getting the right formula knowing that you know the person's using the right products for that person's particular skin type, as well as um, having the right formula to keep that person maybe matte, you know, and so that the makeup mm-hmm. does not move when they get out in the sun. So I think that's what it is, is knowing the right the right formula. The right formula, yes. And please, makeup artist, please forgive me for not saying the word formula. But, yeah, just make sure you have the, the right uh, formula, the right mixture, the texture, and all that stuff to um, – for the makeup to be able to use it indoors and outdoors when, in photography. Because I always tell my – nine times out of ten, I'm trying to book my clients early. The reason why I want them, because I tell my clients, I want you to look good when you go home to your spouse. So you guys can go mm-hmm. out on a date. Or I want you to look good when you go home and you, you're about to go uh, have a girl's night out with your friends. I want that makeup to last. Right, and the makeup artists that I deal with, I'm fortunate enough to have some uh, dope artists. When my clients leave the studio, they don't want to wash their face until they go to sleep, until they're about to go to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you you want that feeling because I'm gonna make them feel good in the studio. You guys know how I work in the studio. You got, I'm gonna make you feel good. I'm gonna hype you up. I'm going to gas you up. It's real gas. I'm going to gas you up. But when you leave my studio, I want you to feel good because you felt good leaving uh, the makeup artist chair. Then you came to my studio. Now you're going home to your spouse uh, or your boyfriend, uh, your husband, or you're going out with your girls, and you look good the whole day. Only thing you may have to change mm-hmm. is your lipstick. You understand what I'm saying? So, But, yeah, the right formulas will take care of you the whole day. Yeah, I think that's so key me, is knowing. No, I was just going to say again, it's about it's, it's about product knowledge and knowing what products work for whatever given situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that makes sense. You know, um, that, and that, and that's the same thing with us in photography. Uh, we have to know what lens to use. Um, for the job, you know, for a headshot, some people use their 85 or a 50 millimeter. I use my 70 to 200, right, because it's, it's a great 
Uh, it's a great lens that you can use for uh, multiple platforms, but I use that 7200 for my headshot. I use my 24 to 70 or 24 to 105, which are wide-angle lenses for my fashion photography or lifestyle photography. And I also use my 7200 for those as well. It depends on how close I'm trying to um, compose, how I want to, to, to compose a shot. So, you know, if you're – you can't do a headshot on a fisheye lens because it'll look weird. So we you, – you have to know what product to use for the purpose of, for, for your goal, for the job. You understand what I'm saying? Whatever lens you want to use for the job, mm-hmm. you have to know your product. You have to know your product. Absolutely. Linda, let me ask you this, because I know this is something that happens with um, <clears throat> most makeup artists I know when they work with photographers. This has happened to them at least once or twice. And I just want to hear your take on it. I kind now just you know dabbling in photography now. I kind of understand why it may happen, but it's still there's still no excuse for it happening. So of course you know when, when photographers work with um, models and, and makeup artists and you know and they're just doing it for TSP. The um, makeup artists are just doing it. You know they're getting photos for their time to do makeup. And, you know, yes. And so, you know, the shoot is over, and, you know, the photographer is going to take a look at the photo, excuse me, look at the photos and all that. And it's like four weeks later, the makeup artist still doesn't have the photos. Then she calls, (laughs) asks the photographer about the photos. He said he's going to get to them, whatever. You know, three weeks later after that, so now seven weeks later, she still doesn't have photos. So why is it that most photographers take so long to give makeup artists photos? Because they're not paying for them. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to break it down like that. I'm just being real. So, like, so, yeah, once again, it starts with the communication. So, um... But let's back up, though. Uh-huh. But let's back up. There was, a, there was an agreement for the makeup artist to work with this photographer. You do the makeup, mm-hmm. I'll give you photos. And so you're saying mm-hmm. because they're not paying for them, well, the photographer didn't pay for the makeup artist services, but she did them right then and uh, there. Oh, okay. So are they, now, is it now are these pictures for the model? Or are there, So what you're trying to say is a collaboration. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it's a collaboration. It's a collaboration. Okay, it's a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, now, now I get it. So let's say you're basically saying that the, if the makeup artist, photographer, they're collaborating on a project for a TSP, time for print, which I, I can't stand that freaking term, time for print, and you're shooting the model. So the photographer mm-hmm. has an agreement with the model, and photographer has an agreement with the makeup artist, right? So mm-hmm. right. for me, for me, if I'm working for, if we're doing a collaboration, right, I tell the makeup artist, you may get one to three images. That's it, one to three images. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing, if I'm shooting, I'm going to show the model the same thing, you're going to get one to three images, right? So now, of course, the photographer, I have all the images. but And also I tell them, I say, hey, uh, you can either, you may get these images 
in 72 hours or you may get them in two weeks. It depends on my schedule, right? With me, I, I'm super busy. You ladies know this. I'm super busy. So, um, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm shooting, I'm edit, editing, shooting takes time. What, what, let, let's write this out. Shooting takes time, editing takes time, you know, but, you know, organizing takes time. So when you're, you may be doing that time for print collaboration on a Monday, right, but you have a hundred other things to do after that, right, and then you have a whole week of stuff to do, right, especially if you're a full-time photographer, right. And, and but like this, no, no, it doesn't matter if you're a full-time photographer. You could be a, a photographer. Every photographer that's doing this is full-time, whether you're working a regular job or not. Let's not disrespect that, right? Um, and God bless you for making right. points, too. Um, so you guys are doing this full-time even if you're working a regular job. So forget that. So God put you and say, hey, you're going to do this. This is the only thing you're going to do. No, you're doing it. So, But it's it's, it's all about communication um, and expectations, right? So I've... I've had, I can say I was guilty of it in the past where I took a long time to get a makeup artist, a couple of their images, or what have you. And, but that was me miscommunicating with them, you know. But now I have everything set in stone. I let them know how many images they're going to get, and I let them know when they're going to get their images, right? So now, Here's the thing. Here's the switch. Here's the thing, right? So that's just collaboration. But when it comes to me giving them images that a client has paid me for a session, paid me for a session, and I paid you for your makeup, you're not privy to the images from from a session like that a client has contracted me for. You're not privy to those images. I may give you one or two images that the client has uh, uh, given me permission to give to you, right? So, or if it's a, mm-hmm. if it's a picture that they posted. Now, here's the thing, like I do with my girl, uh, L'Oreal. I was sending them the picture, but I say, don't post this yet until the client posts, but they're planning on posting this image, right? But once they post the image, I would tell L'Oreal, hey, you can go ahead and post the image, but or you can put it in your portfolio. And that's how I was just saying, if it's a paid situation, the makeup artists don't even ask me for the pictures because they understand, they understand the business. They understand the situation, right? But if it's a collaboration, you know, and you said you're going to give the makeup artist one or two images, yeah, go ahead and give them that one or two images in a time frame that you agreed on. But if you can't get it in the time frame you agreed on, that's when you communicate with them and say, hey, I apologize, but I have X, Y, and Z to handle. I'm going to get it to you at another time. Because if you're both creative entrepreneurs, your schedules are crazy anyway. So, you you know, you have your business time, you have your, you know, you have your shooting time, your invoice time, your organizer time, you got your family time, you got your God time. So that's a, there's a whole lot, you know, in that pot that you're, you, that you're, uh, that you're boiling every day, right? Just to, just to satisfy not only yourself, but satisfy the people that you serve. I don't know if I have Absolutely. Question, but. Well, you know, uh, it's, you, it's funny that you brought that up. You answered it. It's funny that she brought that up because um, <laughs> to this day, like one of the very first photographers I've ever worked with, 
I would do TSP shoots with him all the time. And it would take so long for me to get any photos um, at all. Mm. And then when I did, it would just be like, I'm like, well, gosh, why couldn't I pick the photo? You know, if you're only giving me like two or three photos, you know, which I don't have a problem with you giving me two or three photos, but why couldn't I pick the one that I wanted? Because here's the thing. Like like my sister was saying, we're all giving something. And so the agreement with this mm-hmm. is you take the photos, I do the makeup, so-and-so does the modeling, and then we all should, the model and myself should, should get a few photos. You're, you have access mm-hmm. to all the photos. And to this day, mm-hmm. <laughs> on IG, this photographer will post some pictures of some things that we've done back in the past, You'll tag me and everything, and I'm like, hmm, I've never seen this one. I've never seen that one. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's funny to me now, but like I said, I can speak from the photography side. You know, it would take me a minute because I'm not good with editing. So, you know, you're not good with editing yet, as you say, yet, but you're getting there. Right. Right, but what I'm saying is yeah. I can see why it would take a long time. I see why photographers say, you know, like 14 days, two weeks um, mm. before you, you know, for the turnaround time or what have you. Um, mm. So I can see that. Plus, also photographers are also, you know, you might shoot my photos today, and then tomorrow you have another client, and the next day you have another That's one right. or two clients. So now you have all these people on rotation that you have to pump their picks out within a certain amount of time. And just like you said, organizing, mm-hmm. editing, all of that stuff takes time. So I get, mm-hmm. I get why it takes, it could take a while. I just don't understand mm-hmm. why when it comes to TFP, some people never get a photo at all. Yeah, and that's it's, a collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about communication. Um, it's, it's, it's the agreement that you set at the table, and if you are, if you have integrity, you'll stand by that agreement. You'll stand by that agreement. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've seen, if there are any photographers listening, stop giving away so much of your freaking work, even if you're doing something for free, you know, or uh, doing something for TFP, you know, because everybody is giving something, right? Because if you're doing a collaboration, it's going to be, benefit everyone that's involved with that session. If I'm working with the Tanel sisters and we have a model that we're collaborating on and they're doing the makeup, I'm doing the photography, but they're also photographers, they can do whatever they want to do with their images. But if their goal is to get images from me and I'm getting makeup, up, they're using their uh, expertise on a model, just let's just set the agreement at the table. Just make sure you got the agreement at the table. You can even put it in writing. So hold each other accountable. Make sure you get your one or two images or whatever you agree on. Don't agree on. Don't overexert yourself telling that person, you know, you're going to give them five, 15, 20 images. No, 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 no. Just keep it balanced, you know, around the table. Keep it balanced around the table, you know. Um if they want more images, you guys come up with agreements like, okay, we're doing this time for print. We agreed on three images. Oh, man, 
well, I see, you know, 15 images that I want. Okay, well, you're going to pay for those other 12 images. I'm going to give you three of them. You pick the three that you want. I edit those three. But if you see another 12, then you pay for those 12. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because we agreed on these particular images. You know, we have fun on the shoot. We do all this stuff, and, you know. And sometimes I may throw extra image in there. But, you know, that's, I do, we, I believe in collaborations. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's so worth it, man. It's so worth it because it helps everybody involved and it's so valuable. But the one thing is, is communicating on what, who's getting what, uh, before you even get started. It reiterates yeah. at the end of the I session. Agree. Yeah, reiterating that at the end of the session. Now, I know it may look like, oh, man, I agreed on this picture. He never gave it to me or she never gave it to me. And then that's when you have a – that's when a, a conversation needs to be had because, let's say, for instance, like, hey, I could have charged you $100 to come to the shoot, but I didn't charge you the, uh, $100 to apply this person's makeup. You understand what I'm saying? Mhm. You know, I think you know? I think what it is also, I think what it is is that um everybody who's collaborating on this TFP I feel like should be doing it for a reason. So for me, when I was doing a lot of TFP shoots, I was just starting out in makeup. I was trying to build a portfolio. So for me, I'm building a portfolio. For the photographer, he we you know, he wanted to do, let's just say, for instance, it was a, it was a swimwear uh, styled shoot. Well, he's shooting it because he wants more swimwear photos in his book, you know, and then, of course, a model just wants photos. You know, of course, a model always wants, you know, specific photos. So I just feel like when it comes to that, when it comes to TSP, I think it should be something very specific. If, you know, this is all, everybody's doing something for free, um, you know, and there's a purpose for it. Like, I, I'm i not doing any TSP right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to, I probably should be updating my portfolio, but I'm not trying to, um, you know, I'm not brand new is what I'm trying to say. So, cause mm-hmm. I, you know, like for me right now, I'm not, I'm not going to be dealing with doing photos and then not getting pictures. So mm-hmm. I think it's something that a lot of people, when they first start out, they, um, they kind of experience like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have to do it too many mm-hmm. times and, and not get photos and I'm not coming back. So I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I would rather, I would rather, you know, do a paid, you know, do a shoot where a photographer wants me to do the makeup, pays me to do the makeup. And then, like you say, it's, like you said, it's communicated to me how many pictures I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when it's not, I feel like never, I've never, have never gotten a whole lot of, you know, pictures in a reasonable time during TFP. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you, uh, you, speak, you want to like go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. And speaking of L'Oreal Pride, she did reach out to me. Oh, did she? Okay, okay. Yeah, she did reach okay. out to me. So I just gave her awesome. I gave her some advice. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, she, yeah. She good people. 
she good people. That's that's awesome. Um, what else I was gonna say to you real quick? Oh my goodness. Yeah, so like I said, collaboration is key. Right? Everybody's bringing something to the table. But communication is going to set the stone. It's going to set, you know, the foundation, you know, on what, mm-hmm. what to expect from the project that you're collaborating on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, I've done this. Now, this is what I wanted to say. I've done this. Now, if I'm doing a TFT or some free headshots for you may see somebody that looks amazing, right? And I see people like that all the time, like, hey, yo, let's do a photo shoot. For your time, I'm going to give you four digital images, high resolution, edit it, the whole nine. The only thing I need you to do is um, after we consult and I tell you to go get this outfit or pull this outfit out of your closet, especially if I like this person's style, I tell them to go, and I say, I need makeup for you. You don't have to pay me, but I need you to pay the makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know what I'm saying? I need you to pay the makeup artist. And then if I have your permission, right, I'm going to give the makeup artist make, uh, one image just to put in their portfolio after you choose them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the makeup artist don't get anything until the model gets their stuff. You know, and they they agree on everything. You know, because um, I I believe in everybody having a hand. You know, just you know, make sure we're on the same page, right? So as far mm-hmm. as putting the pictures out, you know, so I I'll tell them say, hey, pay the makeup artist, make sure they're good, and I may give the makeup artist one or two images. No, not not one. I give them one image, right? Because in that sense. The makeup artist is not collaborating with me. It's the model and myself that's collaborating, but they're paying the makeup artist. That's right. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, but I may give yeah. the makeup artist one image, just, you know, to put in their portfolio because they're going to copy the image from their Instagram page and their Facebook page and put it on their page anyway. And put it on their yeah. side anyway. The makeup it- done by, you know, so-and-so, you know. Mm-hmm. And all a makeup artist really wants is like, um, in a makeup artist's defense, all makeup artists really want is just to have some copies of their work. Can you imagine how many photo shoots we do go, even though we're getting paid, this is not TSP, but even though we're getting paid to, to, to go and do a photo shoot, and then you walk away from it and you never see a picture from it. And it's like, it's hard for makeup artists to um to to build a portfolio if you do 10 jobs you get paid and you don't even have 10 photos to to show from those 10 different shoots like one photo and so but I'm glad that you're oh, wow. I'm glad this topic came up because we you know now I have a better understanding of what it's about because if it's a paid job, that's between you and the client, which is the person who's the model. Even though you got paid for doing makeup, you don't necessarily have a right to have any of those photos. That's right. So, that's you know right. what I'm saying? But so now it's, it's a lot, you know, yeah. it's, more, it's more clear to me now as to why um, sometimes you don't get photos. But I like, like you said, it's something that we have to communicate from the very beginning, you know, am I allowed to have a photo from this? You know, um, Mm -hmm. because if not, you know, you have to just be very clear up front about it. Mm -hmm. But now it makes, it makes so much more sense now. 
Yeah. And, but like and, I know, said, and, all makeup artists want is their work. Oh, yeah, m- most definitely, and, and you deserve it. But like I said, it's communication. But sometimes, you know, and it also in their agreement, you know, uh, not saying you ladies did this, but I've seen this on a, a few occasions. Well, no, I'm not saying a few, many of many occasions of my work, um, being out there on a person's site or their page, I mean, their social media page, and I don't get credit for it. And I'm like, hold on. Right. Number one, you didn't pay for that. You didn't. You did the makeup, but you didn't pay for that image. I could have charged you X, Y, and Z for that particular image because I own the rights, the license, and everything to that image. All I'm asking you to do is credit me because, you know, if you go through all my images on social media, I credit everybody. I credit everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it's you watching a movie, you know, I'm crediting everybody because guess what? If you click on my page, you may get more work, right? Because here's the thing, that client, if I credit you, right, and I send that client to you to to be their, um, to be, you know, to do makeup, they may not come to me again for photography, but they're going to come to you all the time for makeup. So I'm helping you build mm-hmm. your clientele with my subjects. So all, the least you can do right. is credit my name on when you post my picture. Or if you're doing a pregame shot, I'm getting ready, I'm getting this client ready to go see Doc Savage or going to see the Tennell sisters for a photo shoot, what have you. Because I'm going to credit you when the picture is done. Right? So that client's going mm-hmm. to go back to that makeup artist. You know, they're always going to go back to that makeup artist nine times out of ten. They may not come back to the photographer maybe another year or two. Well, the business I do now, clients come to me every six months to a year now. So, but they may not come back to me, but they they're more loyal to the makeup artist than they are to a photographer. That's that's what I'm saying. So gotcha. make sure you you credit everybody, and you know one hand washes the other. You understand? So um, so everybody wins and everybody eats at the at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for shedding some light onto that one, because for years, yes. <laughs> years, you know, as a makeup artist working with a lot of photographers, it was always that issue for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm sorry for, for women. So people are still doing that to you now, and you guys been in the game for so many no. years? No, 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 no. I'm just mean, you know, when I was starting out, I was working with a lot of photographers. And, okay. you know, most okay. of the, you know, a lot of shoots were, yeah, a lot of shoots were TFP. But, you know, I'm hearing you explain, like, the paid shoot, you know, I'm, I don't have to necessarily get pictures from those shoots because I don't, it's not like we all weren't, we all weren't, um, you know, like, coming together, everybody's going to get something free out of this. But when it's a paid shoot and I'm being paid as a makeup artist and the client is paying you to take their pictures, I don't have rights to any of the photos. So if you if you mm-hmm. give me a photo, you're just being nice, you know, but you, you mm-hmm. don't have to give me mm-hmm. a photo. But, you know, over mm-hmm. the years, you know, just being, you know, being new in the business, I didn't necessarily know all of that. And like I said, mm-hmm. I just, all makeup artists really want is just to have a picture to help build their portfolio because you do all this makeup, shoot after shoot after shoot, and you have nothing to show for it. 
Oh, yeah, so. most definitely. I understand that. And, 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 and you know and how I Say that again? No, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. No, I didn't hear what you said. You said you know how what? No, I was saying you know how I took care of that. I was going to say just I just picked up a camera and learned how to use it. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. And I'm sure there's a lot of makeup artists listening who've had the same issues, you know, over the years. The same issues. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, because that's not that's not a new who, who thing. Got questions out there. <laughs> Anybody listening on the there? line have any questions for Doc before we end? <laughs> Anybody out there got any questions? Megan, you got any questions? Viola, you got any questions? Because you know we're going to talk about it on spaces. Right. Doc, we get on Twitter spaces after the show and uh, oh, do you really? carry okay. on the conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> and carry on I the conversation. Well, so. I just want to tell everybody, man, um, just love what you're doing. I mean, keep God first, love what you're doing, don't stop for anybody. Um, always be willing to help someone out, always be willing to give, but don't give too much. You understand what I'm saying? Um, the game is to be sold mm-hmm. and not told. However, you do give in the process, right? Because no one, you can fail by yourself, but you're not going to make it by yourself, right? So right. Uh, every day is a lesson. Have a, have a willingness to learn have a willingness to share, um, and don't be afraid to knock on those doors. You know, I've knocked on several doors in my life to get to where I am, and I'm going to keep knocking on doors until I don't have to anymore, you know. But knocking on doors is what led me to the Tenel system. So I'm telling you all, just keep rocking and rolling uh, with your faith, and more doors will open up for you. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, let me ask the very last question. It has nothing to do with photography. It has nothing to do with makeup. But what is your definition of beauty? The definition of beauty to me, oh man, that's uh, mm-hmm. let me tell you what I tell my daughter when I tell Latoya, or what I see in them. Beauty to me is not what you put on your face. Beauty to me is what you see in your reflection every day, the confidence that you have in yourself, um, mm-hmm. your willingness to persevere, um, knowing that you are beautiful, knowing that you are, and I'm speaking to the women, knowing that you are confident, that you are a superhero uh, before you even uh, – Apply the makeup because the makeup is just a, it's just an accessory because makeup you know washes off right the beauty inside you know the beauty outside fades but um, the beauty inside continues to grow it, it grows every day the confidence that you see in yourself the light that you speak in yourself that's that's what beauty is to me that's what beauty is to me because you can have a beautiful face beautiful body dressed to the nines and be a crappy person, 
you got to have to be a crappy person with a crappy attitude. Treat your people like trash. And all that stuff that you're wearing don't mean nothing. So beauty to mm-hmm. me is just, you know, knowing who made you, knowing who your creator is, and just seeing the, the beauty within yourself without the accessories. Right. I love that. Uh, we do have a question. We do have a question yes, that came through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's from uh, Viola Nicholson. She's asking, who inspired you, Doc? Who was, oh, what's, the, what's the person's name? Viola. Viola. Okay, peace and peace to Viola. Who inspires me in photography or just period? Um, just in general. Just in general? Man, mm-hmm. oh, man, my, uh, shoot. And my team, my squad inspires me, but because, um, man, dude, they, 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 keep me, they keep me going, right? Uh, I'm a, man, it's going to be kind of lengthy, but the first person inspires me, um, wow, right now every day is my, my fiance, my lady, you know, Toya. She, she, she's my inspiration like every day, you know, um, just watch me work hard, you know, blessing her, blessing the kids, the kid, my, you know, it's just an inspiration to have that, um, that support. Right, in this union, because a lot of people, some women would be, uh, what's the word? I don't, I don't want to say jealous, or they'll be kind of, you know, afraid to have their man be around beautiful women all the time, because that's about 60% of my clients are women, right? So, but she, she supports me, she rocks off me, makes sure I'm good, and that she inspires me, our kids inspire me. Baby Doc and Jay, they, 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 you know, I provide for them. Um, my family inspires me. My Uncle James, who inspired me to be, a, you know, as a photographer. My grandfather, my late grandfather, inspires me to this day. He's been gone since 94, but I still get inspirations from him. But life in, in general inspires me as well, man. I'm, I'm always looking to create, always looking to, to learn something. I'm a music producer, so I'm all about collecting, connecting colors and collecting dots. I mean, connecting colors and connecting dots. Uh, my squad, uh, awesome photographers, uh, Chad Campbell, uh, Chris McNish, uh, Chris Dowdell, uh, Chad Campbell, Chris McNish, Chris Dowdell, my man Darian Bryant. Man, shoot. Man, just got to... Dope, dope squad that inspires me, man. We laugh, we joke, and, you know, uh, we hold each other accountable. Uh, music inspires me. Like, music inspires me, man. It's so much, man. I'm just inspired by life, man. But one thing I say at the end of the day, and I know this is a long answer, I'm just inspired to provide of doing the things that I love for a living. I'm inspired to provide. So I'm doing the things that I love for a living. And I love for mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. You know, I'm, so able, I'm able to. Huh? Uh-huh. No, go ahead. Go ahead, finish. Yeah, so I, I just, 
Man, I, man, and I'm inspired to give, man. I'm a cheerful giver, man. I pay my tithes and offers every week, you know what I mean? So, um, and then I give on the outside of that as well. I love giving from the shadows. You know, I don't post nothing on Facebook. You know, um, I have secret agents that I send stuff to to take care of people, man. So I'm, I'm inspired to give, man. And as long as God has me breathing and I'm doing what he needs me to do, man, I'm going to stay inspired. Nice. Now, Viola has one last question. What is your yes, ultimate ma'am. goal in the in the photography industry? What is your ultimate goal in the photography industry? Oh, that's a great question. My ultimate goal um, is to have residual, residual contracts monthly and annually, right, in the headshot field because I'm a headshot photographer, headshots, and lifetime, well, headshots and branded photography pays the bills. Um, another goal is to be a sought-after branding photographer for uh, for small businesses and large businesses. And my uh, last goal is to be able to have workshops across the country. You know, so I'm I'm a young 44, but I don't see myself crawling on floors at 64. I see myself, you know, doing workshops across the country, <laughs> teaching people the business, teaching people uh, lighting, portraiture, uh, lifestyle, fashion, you know, just teaching them how to operate a camera and teaching them how to apply, a, you know, uh, to make their visions a reality. So, yeah, those are my ultimate goals. Of course, make money in the process, but mm-hmm. that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is just to leave a legacy uh, from behind a camera. Nice. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you, Doc. This has been a great almost hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, I didn't didn't expect it to be this long, so I'm I'm grateful for you, lady. Well, you know what? It's normally just an hour. I just happened to look up, and it was after 10 o'clock. We were just talking, talking, talking. (laughs) So um, (laughs) thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you, ladies, and I appreciate, I appreciate everyone listening. I appreciate everyone listening. I appreciate I appreciate everyone, um, you know, talking on Twitter, conversing on Twitter. Excuse me, and I just I pray that everyone just you know uh, continue to live your dreams, whether you're doing it with a full time job or you're doing this as an entrepreneur. Wait, no, you are an entrepreneur if you're doing this on the side. So, um, no disrespect to the nine to fivers keep, you know, and I pray that everyone could just provide for their families of doing what they love. Yeah, that's that's amazing to be able to do that. Yes, ma'am. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Give our love to Toya. And you know we're always yes, be ma'am. chatting real soon. Oh, yeah. I know we, right. we, you guys already threatened me, so we're going to make it happen. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I'll talk to you ladies. I'll talk to you ladies soon. You guys be blessed. All right. You do the same. You Thank well. you, Doc. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. Good night. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we have really gone past the hour. Wasn't even really paying attention. Um, but thank you again to Doc Savage for talking to Doc Savage. He does some really great work. 
Um, I thank him for shedding some light on the relationship between photographer and makeup artist. Um, just a couple of things to kind of look out for when you're working with some photographers, you know, and everybody has a different perspective. And so we're going to get on a female photographer um, to come on and um, shed a little light on the situation as well and just kind of see what her perspective is on, you, you know, with working with um, makeup artists. Um, again, we thank Doc. Uh, we thank Viola for her questions and Megan and Sharantina and Viola for tuning in online, um, on the phone line rather. And um, for those of you who are listening online, we greatly appreciate you as well. We're going to jump over on Twitter spaces just for half hour, that's 30 minutes. Shantina's going to keep the clock, and then we're going to jump off um, because everybody has to work in the morning, so we're going to keep it short and sweet. But again, thank you guys for your continued support. Follow us on Facebook. We are Beauty Talk Online. On Instagram, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media. And on Twitter, we are beauty underscore talk. And that's where we're going to be hanging out um, for the Twitter spaces in a, probably two or three minutes. Um, so we'll see you all over there. And again, have a wonderful evening. Have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. I'll, I'll give everybody a break. I started at 1030. <laughs> all right. Good night. Good night.